You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the podcast is something that um, we swear we talk about every year, but we've only documented it once, is um, that time of year, and we're kind of entering into that now, uh, just given the situation of summer, um, we're entering in the dog days of summer, and so Zach, as you think about preparing for the dog days of summer and thinking about the dog days of summer, what comes to mind for you? Well, and I guess it would be beneficial to, you know, identify what the dog days of summer are, right? Um, If you reach back into uh, our baseball background on this podcast, um, we tend to reference the dog days of summer being that stretch in the summer where it just gets long and hot and you're kind of in between when school's out uh, and when school starts and family vacations, you know, for the baseball year. Uh, It's, it's, Traditionally, after uh, All-Star break, where you just kind of have a stretch where games feel like they're just there. Um, but leading into it, you know, we're, we're going to lead into those in the church as well, right? Um, school um, all over the country and all over the place is starting to, uh, starting to start, right? Kids are getting out of school. Uh, heading into summer. And it seems like in the church and in our personal lives, we hit summer really hard, right? We have a vacation plan. We have something fun planned. We have something with the children's ministries, camps, you know, all these fun things planned at the beginning of summer. And then we run into kind of the, the dog days, the lull of what summer is and, and people kind of get back into the habits of working and, and the rhythms of just kind of being and things slow down. And, and, I swear we talk about it every year. Uh, I don't believe our our show lo- show notes <laughs> on this one, but it's it's what do we do with that in the summer? I mean, it's it's kind of a welcome break for the church and for pastors and for folks, um, but we also lose a whole lot of momentum through the summer months as well, um, for a lot of good, really good reasons. People are traveling, taking vacations, they're getting some rest. Um, it's all I think very welcome and very healthy. Um, but maybe that's the question, right? How do we stay healthy uh, with what we're doing uh, in ministry and in life through the dog days of summer? Not overdo it, not underdo it. You know, how do we how do we have those good boundaries and um, you know respectful personal space on top of continuing to have fun and do meaningful ministry in the midst of it? Yeah, and I think um, one of the things. Uh, I learned last year at um, Leadership Institute in the small group ministry class. Um, I thought where, where is that at? Uh, Church of the Resurrection. Uh, Never heard of it. You know, um, <laughs> their senior pastor has yet to answer our emails. Um, um, but right. we called you out, Adam Hamilton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we'll put that in the show notes too. So that way maybe we'll tag, actually tag him. Um, uh, but <laughs> anyway, at the at the small group uh, class, um, one of the conversations that they talked about was uh, scheduling your small groups in the seasons. 
and they said, you know, summertime's a good time to start something, a new small temporary group. But it, like, if you have a season, a group that goes all year round, that's also a good break too, to give people time for rest and time for, and you know, thinking about that, that's always just a great way of thinking about that stuff. Um, on top of all the other things that happen in churches and, and most United Methodist churches I've ever been connected with or worked with or worked for, um, it's always camp VBS and then summer spectacular stuff, meaning either stuff at the end of the summer um, that kicks off the fall programming or, and so those things are always uh, energy suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, managing that on top of trying to do vacationing things and, and, you know, maintaining people to come and all that fun stuff. It, it's always hard, but I think if you do good, if you do good ministry and that like you put together something really well, people are going to still attend. Um, I mm-hmm. think you have to do it well, be intentional about doing it well. But I also think too, is it's a great time to utilize a break and say, Hey, we're going to take time off for this thing. Like my men's Bible study at the time when I was, you know, before I was leaving here, that's, we would take the summers off because most of us were traveling or going somewhere and mm-hmm. it just made sense not to have to worry about that. And, um, you know, I think that that's always a great time for that to occur. And, you know, I, I think that that's where one of the smart places in your calendar to give yourself some rest, whether you're the preaching pastor and um, doing everything to, um, you know, um, you know, whatever it is, if you're, if you're a lay person in program ministries, you know, that's a great time to, to do the few things well, but you don't have to do everything. And I, and I do believe that like, a few years ago, one of the cool things I did was in the summer months, I, I had a month of um, special speakers that came every, every Sunday. And I did that. I was going to do that here before we found out we were moving. Um, and so I think that that's always a fun, um, uh, you know, time to do that sort of stuff, to do something different, to do something off cuff that you wouldn't normally do. Um, I think that those are key during this time, these uh, summer months. No, and I, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, that was something moving to Montana taught me. One, we lived an hour and a half from Glacier uh, National Park. In, in, but a lot of my community and a lot of my people, their kids lived and grandkids lived off, right? And so the summer months when you can travel, you went to Glacier and you went and saw your grandkids. And uh, and, and, and people would always apologize. Oh, I'm not going to be there this Sunday, Pastor. That's great. Be where you need to be, right? And And I'm big on that presence. And especially when we think about what we're doing and scheduling, if the church is over scheduling people and it becomes, um, it comes a burden <laughs> to come to the things that we're trying to do, right? Like, oh, I got to go do the, uh, this thing this week, right? If we can build in space and give our people permission to be where they are, where they need to be, um, one and the meaningful things that we're doing in the church and the meaningful things that they're doing in their life. I think that meshes really well through the summer months uh, to provide that space instead of trying to jam pack our schedules with things that are maybe less than meaningful, but we feel like we have to have, we got to be busy. Right. Uh, I think really help us through, through the summer planning, right. Into the fall and helps people come back uh, end of the fall when, when life is a little bit normal, more normal because school and just that's, I think that's the rhythm of life, right? We're, we're almost, um, we're almost taught that rhythm, right? The fall to fall to Christmas, you know, January to, to spring. And then the summers are kind of weird, right? And I think that that's where, you know, in this new day and age of technology that we have, you can can still stay connected to the life of the church. You know, you can go, 
you know, you can go far away and, you know, still stay connected. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. that that's um, one of the gifts of that is that, and, and, and that's where I'd almost encourage if you're going to do something new and different, tapping into the online experience so that people can have a place to come and, and tap into from afar, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, is a great, great thing. Like um, next Sunday, uh, not this coming Sunday, but the next coming Sunday, I'm going to be preaching from uh, wherever Zach is. I don't know where we're going, but he just told <laughs> me we're going to get Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, he just told me we're going to get in a car and we're going to head to another church. And yep. so um, I'm just going to be preaching uh, from Zoom uh, to my congregation. And I'm kind of excited about that opportunity. Um, it's a little different um, and um, it'd be different for them too. And, you know, I think uh, overall it's going to be a great, it's still going to be an amazing experience. And I think that um, we have to um, be creative on that side, but you should already go ahead and start that work now and not like, Oh, we're going to do this this week. And then realize you need, you have more work to do than, mm-hmm. than not. So. Well, and, I, and I appreciate your idea too, about having guest pastors and speakers and things like that come in throughout the summer. Um, one, it, like I said, it gives you a break. It gives the, the preaching pastor a break, but it also uh, gives your congregation a break from you, um, from us, <laughs> which is always helpful. Right. Um, but it gives, it gives you the opportunity to bring a variety of voices in. Um, I mean, that's church planning one-on-one, right? Uh, you can't preach 52 weeks a year. And so in the summer months, bring some voices in, bring some people in and do a series out of that. Do, you know, something fun and creative that breaks up the monotony, uh, of what a long summer can be. Yeah. And especially coming out of COVID that seemed like just two years of long dog day summers, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's key. Um, and, and so, you know, that's, um, you know, something to think about as we, uh, enter into that dog days of summer, um, <laughs> your kids still have a few more weeks left of school. My kids are out of school. Um, kids have like six more months, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and, and then, you know, with, um, I mean, I'll even put it out there, even with clergy that are moving, you know, mm-hmm. like go ahead and, you know, still, try to keep the rhythms as best you can, you know, right. um, you know, our kids are still going to camp. Like they'll go to camp. Uh, they'll come home from camp on Friday. We move on Tuesday. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, I think that those things are necessary and yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, you know, trying to keep some rhythm is, is healthy. And, yeah. Well, it's, and, it's doing the things you enjoy that are meaningful and that create space for all of it. Right. Uh, in, in, instead of doing the things you feel like you have to do and dredge through and not meaningful for anybody that way. Yeah. Well, talking about not meaningful for anybody in that kind of way, uh, Father's Day is coming up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we encourage you to, if you wanted to buy your dad's some bearded theologians gear, you can do that on our website at beardedtheologians.com. That's probably one of the best swings ever that we have ever made. Uh uh, so yeah, uh, pick up some gear uh, for Father's Day at beardedtheologians.com and uh, check us out uh, on our website uh, and stay connected with us. And, um, you know, we enjoy the conversation. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. 
You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.